0: I Communities, thank you so much for listening. We are so excited to have on the line with us as we are getting ready to celebrate our, our holidays here in Connecticut the Commissioner. Of the Department of Agriculture and I'm so excited to welcome Commissioner Brian Herbert to our line how are you I'm doing well Renee how are you today oh we're doing great and I do want to say you know now that I've gotten to know you and I and I've always dealt with the Department of, of Agriculture and I love to promote CT grown and you know obviously this year more than ever but I've really never had an opportunity to sort of delve into exactly all the arms of the Department of Agriculture, and I had no idea that you were the most important man in the state of Connecticut. I didn't know. (laughs) I mean, your job, I'm looking at everything that you have to run, and I was like, who would in their right mind want to have this position? Because you are responsible for our food, uh, food insecurities. You're helping to to help feed people in the state of Connecticut, the wine growers, the, the, the produce, the animals, the people, the pet. Like, it's... I can't even begin to express how overwhelmed I just look at the list of departments that you have to kind of watch over. I'm so impressed, honestly.
1: Well, thank you. And I'll pass that along. The the reason why we can do it is because we've got a great team at the department who are passionate, who are thoughtful, who care greatly about the folks that they work with and regulate and, and promote. And so that's what makes it all look so easy um, from the outside but um, it's just a great team in the agency um, and you know we have this really unique relationship with with farmers in the state and in our regulated community because we do want to work with them on things you know we, we want to make sure that they're successful and they understand the rules they have to follow and make sure that um, we're very clear about it and so that makes it easy too because you've got a, a great partnership in each one of our our, our units um, with the communities that we work with, so it's uh, and it, and quite honestly, the the reason why people want the the, the commissioner of agriculture job is because it's so much fun. Because like you just said, there's so many different things. It keeps you busy. It keeps you, um, you know, fresh and and thinking about all these different components that um, that you can use public service to have a positive impact with.
0: If I were the Department of Agriculture commissioner, I would just concentrate on the wine trail. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, maybe I should take that, that back. No,
1: you, you you have to sign that away that you acknowledge that you can't spend 100% on the wine trail.
0: I was being a little no. silly, I'm very sorry. <laughs> We've got a, a big holiday coming up in the state of Connecticut, and while we do want to promote everything local and local grown and things like that, I don't think a lot of people think of our shellfish industry here in the state mm-hmm. of Connecticut. I know people who live along the shoreline, of course, do, and I know people who go to their um, seafood mongers and things like that do think about it. but. As As a state as a whole, sometimes I think we forget to talk about the wonderful seafood and shellfish that we do have here in Connecticut. So talk a little bit about that and how we can support.
1: Yeah, Long Island Sound is is a terrific resource. And, you know, a lot of folks think of it, you know, for going to the beach and hanging out for a day or, you know, bringing a picnic um, or, you know, going out on a boat ride. But but what they forget is that Long Island Sound is actually a, a huge farm as well. And Connecticut... Businessmen and women have been farming Long Island Sound, cultivating the bottom for oysters and clams for hundreds of years, and um, it's now one of the fastest-growing segments of Connecticut agriculture because people are are turning back and thinking about shellfish and that it's sustainable and that it's good for the environment. It it cleans the water. Um, It's good for shoreline resiliency. Um, it supports the local economy, and it's another way that we can support our um, our small business men and women along the shoreline. Um, so we have 50,000 acres of um, Long Island Sound that are actively farmed um, for for clams and oysters, um, and our oyster quality is is so high. We're so known for this. We we take it for granted in Connecticut. But uh, this, to me, was one of the most impressive little tidbits um, that I learned since being in this role. We ship, one company in Connecticut, ships oysters to Texas. Really? Because, yes, because the quality is so high. They know they can get fresh product. They know that that the product is well taken care of. Um, so you've got a place that's on the Gulf Coast. You know, you think of oysters, you think of Louisiana, you think of Texas and Florida, you know, the Gulf Coast um, for a lot of folks. And that's that's a different type of, of um, shellfish operation. That's wild harvest. We are farming. Um, but we ship it across the country. Um, and that, to me, is just one of the highest compliments that we could receive because they could be getting a, a, a cheaper, more local product. Um, from the Gulf, and they choose Connecticut Oysters recognizing um, the, the standards that we hold our industry to and the, the quality of the product that we put out. Um, and as you're going into um, into the weekend and July 4th and people are thinking about their backyard barbecues or picnics um, or getting out of the house, we were chatting before we got on about, you know, leaving the house if you've been working from home with your family Getting down to the shoreline is a great, um, you know, it was a great day trip. I've been taking my family down there almost every weekend for, for about a month now just to get out of the house, get a change of scenery. But our, a, a lot of our shellfish operations are selling from the dock now. And so you can go down and pick up a bag of oysters or clams. A lot of them are selling um, lobsters. I bought some um, local um, scallops uh, when I was down there a couple weeks ago. You know, just another way to appreciate what Connecticut has to offer, put great food on your table and support some local small businesses that are that are managing through um, the COVID pandemic, just like everybody else. Um, And you can go to our ctgrownmap.com or get to our ctgrown.gov site um, to find a list of locations that you can go purchase oysters and clams and lobsters and other um, seafood.
0: I'm so glad you mentioned that CTGrownMap.com and of course other links that we'll have up for you because I was just going to say I'm addicted to that map as far as pick your own berries and pick your own farm to go do that and I was just wondering if there would be something like that for our seafood so and, and shellfish I, I absolutely love that and speaking of which how have all our local growers combined if you will from agriculture as in you know farmers and land to our um, you know the the shellfish industry or the the seafood industry. How have they been able to survive during this COVID nineteen pandemic? What have you been hearing?
1: It's it's a it's a really interesting question and it's a really mixed bag. Um, so our uh, direct consumers, folks that have farm stands that do farmers markets, um, the CSAs. There's been a tremendous demand. You know uh, the the community has really responded, recognizing that. Um, These small businesses are important to have, Um, and so there's been a lot of attention there. Um, Our dairy farms have struggled, but that has since rebounded, not 100 percent pre-COVID, but it's much better than it was. Um, And so that's encouraging. Um, Our shellfish operations um, have gotten really innovative. So the vast majority of um, oysters that uh, were, you know, are produced in Long Island were were sold into the wholesale market for restaurants or hotels. Um, and with the closure of those at the beginning of the stay safe, stay home orders. Um, that really forced the operations to get creative. And so um, the shellfisher, shellfisher men and women, you know, are selling off the dock now. They are selling it, you know, they've put up um, online ordering uh, tools. Uh, An operation has worked with a local restaurant to do um, frozen uh, oysters, Rockefeller and and things like that. So um, depending on, the the particular um, segment of agriculture, the story is very different. Um, but I, I have not heard of anybody who's just given up and walked away. Um, you know, every story that I have is that I've heard or has been uh, that the farmers that I've talked to. There have been challenges. They've worked through it. They had to do things differently. But this is their—I mean, this is their life and their their business and their passion—and so nobody walks away from that easily. Um, and so they're doing whatever it takes in order to make the best go at it. I will say some of the federal programs have been very well received. The the Corona Food Assistance Program that the um, USDA Farm Service Agency has been releasing—I've heard some great things from uh, from farmers about how well that program has worked how great the staff at the Farm Service Agency has been to work with, and how quickly the payments have come in. Um, and so that's a tremendous um, benefit um, that, uh, that you know, while all these challenges were going on, this um, food assistance program actually did work, was very timely. The Connecticut staff was great in working with the producers, and it did what it was supposed to do. So, um, you know, there's – Obviously, Renee, there's a lot of challenges that we're all dealing with, but there are these bits and pieces of silver linings and great stories and stories of resilience and businesses doing different things that I think we need. We have a responsibility to highlight um, as well, and they're making a go at it. And, but the most important thing we can do as consumers is to support them in this. You know, you talked about berries. We're we're releasing updated guidance for pick-your-own farm. So if you want to take the family out and, you know, catch the tail end of strawberry season now, you have a couple more days to do that. Um, We'll be, you know, pretty soon um, you'll see farms start opening up for pick-your-own-cherries and pick-your-own-blueberries. You know, you could put together a really nice, Um, spread for July 4th just by uh, purchasing from Connecticut producers, whether it be Connecticut shellfish, you know, uh, oysters on the half, Connecticut wine or Connecticut beer, Connecticut berries. We've got Connecticut cheeses. We've got Connecticut meats. All these things can make a really wonderful July 4th, um, regardless of the COVID pandemic and how families are adapting to it.
0: And the best part about it is that you get to support real people that are right here in Connecticut. And a lot of these farms and a lot of these industries and businesses are generational. So we're supporting families. Um, okay. This is this is their livelihood. I mean, this is really just the most important part of our, our you know, state really are the people that, that have been here and they've worked the land or or the the waters, the shoreline and they're they're feeding people here. And so, you know, it's just kind of like a. A, a interesting way to give back, you know, even though you're having yeah. a party or you're eating and you're e- having some delicious food and you don't have to spend a lot of money to do it. I think that's a lot of, uh, I think that's a misconception about our seafood and things like that. Um, although I will say cherries are expensive, Commissioner. I mean, I think we can all agree that cherries do get a little pricey. Um, but But for the most part, you know, everybody can support local, feel good about it, not spend a ton of money and make a difference all in yeah. one, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. And, and that's it you know as as we all think about what becomes more and more important uh, you know during these really challenging times that we're in, um focusing on the community has been a, a story that every week i've I've you know heard from whether it be a farmer or an employee or a family member about how this is you know just it it, it becomes that much more important, and these are ways you can do it you know i mean who who's going to you know turn turn down a bowl of fresh picked blueberries on a table. I mean, you know, and, and you don't have to think about, wow, you know, this, this multi-generational business uh, I was able to support because I went out and did some blueberry picking. You can just enjoy blueberries, but we can acknowledge that, uh, you know, that's being a good member of the community too.
0: Absolutely. So I have actually, if you want to go to mycommunityaccess.com, we've got a listing of all the pick-your-own-berry farms, all the farms, the produce. We've actually just linked right up to the uh, Department of Agriculture site, which you can go to uh, um, actually ct.gov. I believe it's, what is it, dog.ct.gov. It's it's, it's very... ctgrown.gov. Well, you can go to (laughs) ctgrown.gov, too. I think that's probably the most direct way to do that, right? So ctgrown.gov. That is the easiest. But also, when you're out shopping even if you do happen to go to a grocery store you can actually look for that label too and i love uh, you know i don't know how many years ago this started but i love having that label because i really look for it now i look for the ct grown label whenever i'm shopping because if i can't get to that farm stand or you know if i don't have time to get down to the shoreline i can at least ask for or look for it right
1: yep that's and that's an easy way to know that you're supporting a
0: Connecticut business. So ctgrown.gov, I think that's the one website I'm going to only ever say from now on because that one I can handle.
1: That's the only one I say. It gets too confusing for me otherwise. Simple
0: <laughs> well, I appreciate all you do. I know we, we wanted to talk about supporting local with our shellfish, with our berries. Uh, pick your own. Before we wrap up, is there anything else you'd like to let our audience know? Because I know that we'll be chatting again. But before we wrap and, and wish everybody a, a safe holiday here on iHeart Communities, is there anything you'd like to wrap with today?
1: I'll just say, you know, a lot of people get nervous when it comes to shucking their own clams and oysters. And, and that's a deterrent from purchasing raw clams oysters. But we have made it easy for you. We have videos on our social media pages, on our website. The, the, um, the shell fishermen will show you how to do it if you just ask them. It's really easy, and if you buy a bag of 50 oysters, you can practice a lot on them. So don't be intimidated um, by having uh, to shuck your own. It's, it's, uh, it's not that hard um and again if you know buy a bag of fifty if you lose four or five um uh, while you're trying to shuck them you you did a great thing by supporting a local business supporting uh Long Island Sound um and putting great food on the table for for your family so um i hope that people do get out and about um and make the most of uh this challenge in the in the pandemic um, to support things that are really important for us. And right. thank you, Renee, for, again, the opportunity to talk about all of this.
0: Oh, absolutely. I love supporting local. I love our farmers. I love our agricultural here in the state of Connecticut. I thank you and your team for all you do. Commissioner Brian Hurlburt here from the Department of Agriculture on iHeart Community. Stay safe and thanks for all you do.